What's up, 1515? I probably present the Rundown Love and Hip Hop, the official, unofficial podcast of VH1's Love and Hip Hop series. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, joined by the lovely and talented Michelle Antoinette. How you doing, sweetie? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Still dealing with the heat. Yep, it's still heat outside. Yep. <laughs> it's still heat outside. It's still hot outside. Yeah, yeah. I know y'all dealing with it if you in America or just the world. The world hot right now. So, um, what did you think about episode seven? Sorry, not sorry from uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta season eleven. A lot of deep conversation. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, I th- I, here's the thing. We've been. Well, I, let me put you with this. I've been appreciating the longer scene, and. Uh, we had a real long scene this week, which was the yoga retreat. But I feel like even in that long scene, they did so much to break it up. But just instead of like having it just flow, they was they what? Love and hip hop is good for this. Why do people not arrive on time for certain th- like these events? I get uh, what's old dude's name? Chaotic video shoot. Everybody's staggered. Right. I understand that. You know, yeah. This one made no sense that. You know, Rashida showed up after they got like, what? What is? Why can't anybody just be there on time? I don't understand the logic between that. And then you two go off and do this, and then you guys talk about this, and then you guys come back and. I didn't understand that part either. But other, but other than that, we got another episode where, I think we got our first episode that picked up right where the last episode. No, maybe the Erica Mena and Scrappy episode. Not that that was back in South by Southwest. This one picked up right where we left off with um mm-hmm. Sierra. Let's get into a Sierra and Scrappy. Scrappy puts it on the Bible. He didn't mess with Diamond. And then he says, why am I even arguing with this woman? Well, no, sorry. Why am I even arguing with her? This ain't my bitch. This ain't my bitch. <laughs> and Sierra said, hold on. What are you doing? Scrappy tries to take it back. Like, I ain't said, I ain't mean it. Sierra's on 10 and she thinks Scrappy wants to fight her. And then she do what women be doing. Look at him. Look at him. He mad. He want to fight. And he was like, and then he was like, I'm rich. They get a rich off. And I'm like, Scrappy, you can't be rich. I mean, yes, you proved to us last week that you paid your stuff, but you're not rich. I mean, you may be rich in spirit, but you're not rich in finances. Not rich in spirit. <laughs> Chaotic <laughs> tells Scrappy these women have formed a cult against him and he needs to figure out another approach. I saw that Chaotic was getting a lot of love on social media for his uh, later on. He tells these people that I think he was talking about Sierra. None of this would have happened if everybody just minded Ooh, their own business. Their damn business. Chaotic. Yeah. You wouldn't have a job. Half of reality TV is nobody minding their own business and getting to everybody else's business. Um, we shoot over to Lil' Men DC's teaching yandy how to make a tiktok yo <clears throat> the level of disrespect now this could have been played up for the camera but these kids really be acting as if where we come from is so long ago like he was like you from the 1960s like kids i tell people like all oh, born in the 80s 1900 what you super i'm like that's not that long ago i mean i know what it is to y'all I mean, to them <laughs> But listen, I didn't even to think them. when my mom, my mom is 23 years older than me. She had me when she was 23, right? I didn't think 
where she came from was that far. But I was like, I understood what 20 years was, right? And, and Yandy and Mendeecees maybe are in that range with little Mendeecees. So I, if if there was 40 years apart, but they, I mean, for me, if you're 40 years away from me, you're one. So you're not even having that concept. I thought my grandparents were old. I never thought my parents were like, oh, you was in the olden days. I just like, oh, no. I mean, I read about y'all in the history books. You do, y'all was around with Martin Luther King. You were a yeah, kid, though. Yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, you don't, yeah. But I feel like in that same way, somebody asked you 30 years ago, people still be like, oh, 1970. Like, and we know. It, you, you know, know what? Because we just grew up in a certain time. So, what really sneaks up on you, though, is. I think when you switch, um, like to the two, 2000s. Yeah, we, we're, I'm in the same. <laughs> the same millennium as my parents. <laughs> so, and the, uh, but I'm not with my guy kids or whatever, but what sneaks up on you is you go from when I told people like, Oh, I'm born. When were you born? 1982. Oh, you a baby to now you old. I'm like, I know the same people who call me baby. I'm calling me old is the young. I'm like, but it just happened. Yeah, that's what was... they, they were all born in the 2000s. Like that's uh, or they, they, they don't know. Like my nephew was born in 98. All he knows is the two thousands. Yo, I was just listening to uh the rewatchables. The rewatchables, which is funny because they they'll take a movie that is they deem as rewatchable. You could catch from any spot, and they were doing the Devil's Advocate. They came out in nineteen ninety seven with Keanu Reeves, uh, Charlize Theron, and Al Pacino, right? And I guess one of the producers who wasn't really talking that much, his name was Isaiah. I guess he was a black guy because it was a lot of things he was agreeing with with Van Latham. And they asked him, what did you think about this movie? He said, I'm not going to hold you. I'm only an hour in. You know, 90s movies aren't my thing. They said, when were you born? 98. So this movie came out a year before I was born. And I'm like, but I watched older movies. I don't, I mean, but listen, I didn't have the stimulation that y'all have, in these, but I was watching so much older movies because on the Saturday afternoons and stuff like that, what else am I going to watch? Paid programming right. after my cartoons is done and I'm not outside. I got to watch something. So I'm watching all sorts of eighties and seventies movies, but these kids I didn't can't. really watch seventies, eighties movies. I mean, eighties was probably like late eighties. Um, which I in my head I sublimely be thinking that nineties movie they probably was really eighty movies. Um, no, you know the fashion like going from eighty eight to ninety one, the fashion ain't changed that much. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it'd be the fact I'm like, oh, it's a nineties movie. Like, oh, technically it was an eighties movie. <laughs> um, but now it's my favorite thing to do. I sit back and like I like going to find the blockbuster hits of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the movies that was like, you know, critically acclaimed and they did this. This is a great story for its time. I find myself doing that uh, on weekends. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm always shocked at how many movies I've seen that Sarah has never seen. And I'm like, what were you doing? And yeah, for those who don't know, Sarah, what is the difference? I think 17 years between her older sister, 15 years between her second sister, and 12 years between her and her brother. So she basically was an only child with a bunch of adults. So I'm like, what were you doing? But I'd be surprised. I'm like, she, damn. <laughs> she be telling me about certain cartoons. I'm like, oh, I guess you were watching this cartoon. She she was a Nickelodeon kid, like my brother was. So she'll be like, oh, this episode of Doug was amazing. Or this episode of uh, Rocco's Modern Life. You weren't a Nickelodeon kid? No, because I was, a Ses- I was a Sesame Street kid. And then when Nickelodeon had came, like I watched a little of the Rugrats. 
Rocco was cool, wasn't that big into it. Wasm Doug. That was it though, because by the time you think you get to 95 or 96, I'm in high school. So I wasn't really fucking with Nickelodeon other than Snick, which was all that. And um Are You Afraid of the That's Dark? So wild. Cause you graduated high school in 2000 was my last I'm class 01 because I had to go one more extra semester that screwed me over but yeah so mm. yeah I was done with high school okay uh where we at Mendeecees look you, at that little side look you was done and then I was like I went in in 99 2000 yeah um Mendeecees is down after the interview he did with Shannon Sharp and the quote that is going around is that he put his mom off a of collateral. There's not that much news this week, so we ain't even doing the jingle. I did listen to the pod. It was an hour-long episode. It was good because Mendeecees is really interesting. And it's so he's so interesting. Is that you, he? Yes. His life is wild. And you wonder, yo, why can't, why are y'all not focusing more on this man? Um, and I get it because I think last week they talked about how he's reserved. And he's very quiet now. He's just coming out of the shell. But he lived a wild life. He's been shot a couple of times, stabbed a couple of times. Um, he was hustling. But the quote was that he put his mom off a of collateral. Let's see if there's anything else. Because I did take some notes. Um, he had to Do give Do we up. know the story of how they met? Him and Yandy? Yeah. No, I don't think they ever gave us to it. But he did say he had to give up. So this gave, was a little bit of insight. He had to give up $170,000 he made from the show. So, man, DC's made good money from Love & Hip Hop New York. I think Shannon Sharp called it restitution, but he called it somewhere, something else because they said either you can pay us this, you know, uh, and you won't owe, any, owe anything when you get out of jail, or you can give us somebody. And he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not pointing a finger or saying anybody's name so y'all can go look into it. So he paid $170,000. Uh, he didn't think Yandy was going to hold him down, and he gave her an out. He was like, yo, if you, you know, we could just be friends while I'm in here and blah, blah, blah. She didn't take it. Um, he was selling drugs at the age of six. And then he talked about a story where his brother got shot and he tried to go get revenge. And he ended up getting shot after that. But it's only an hour oh, if y'all wow. want to check it out. I think it happened like in May or March, March or April, one of those. Okay. A few months ago. But yeah, that was the big headline. He put his mom off a of collateral because uh, these dudes were like, yo, if he's going to give you this you got to give us something. I don't know if it was a brick or whatever. And here's the thing about it though. I think Mendeecees has to have the same mentality that certain people in the industry have, right? Meaning if I was in the industry, I wouldn't say anything on air. And this is for life anyway, if y'all doing pods, because everybody got a pod. Don't say anything on air that you have not said to that person. So I feel like if, um, your mama knows everything, then nothing is a surprise. Like, yeah, I know. We've we've already talked about all this, blah, blah. We get a flashback. to He said the interview was fine. Wish he could take back what he said. We get a flashback to the first family reunion when he brings up his childhood and his mom, Judy, is not a fan of that. But little Mendeecees applauds his dad for speaking his truth. And Mendeecees has gone through a lot in his past that made him who he is today. Yandy says, yo, I know and the family knows what's in your heart. So, you know, just keep your head up. He doesn't want to keep hurting his mom. Um, he has to go to New York to go make it right. He believes he accepted the truth, but doesn't think his mom has. And we get an episode. I was like, yeah, you got to fly all the way to New York to apologize. <laughs> but all right, cool. So, got to do it face to face. Yeah. 
Spice is headed to the doctor to get, and I meant to look at what this is, her stent removed. I don't know what that is medically. And I spelled it wrong. I spelled it like I did a stent up, up north or whatever, but I, that's what she called it. Uh, she worried, she's worried about- Ain't go- a stent, hold on. Cause don't they like, if you break your finger, they put a stent on your finger to keep it straight. I, yeah, maybe. Is? But where is that at in her? Yeah, good question. Oh, shoot. Um, I, first off, when I put stent, because it's S-T-E-N-T, is a tiny tube. I thought it was that can, S-T-I-N-T. No, that's the, like, like you did a stent with such and such. You did a stent. Yeah, oh, okay. a stent is a tiny tube that can play a big role in treating your heart disease. It helps keep your arteries, the blood vessels that carry blood from your heart to other parts of your body, including the heart muscle itself, open. Because I remember she talked about she was tending to open with some. Maybe that's what she was meaning. These are called stent grafts and are used for large, uh, for larger arteries. So she's going to the doctor to get that taken out. She's worried about going under again. And she does this mantra. You're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. You're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. We guess we shoot to three hours later. The doctor couldn't remove the stent because she has another hernia. She also has a procedure to remove a gallbladder, uh, hernias, and now the stent, uh, now a stent too. The stent as well on that too, because the hernia is new. She is crumbling and asking God to take this from her. We can talk about Spice later because she ends the show. So here's the longest scene is the spa day where Jessica White invites the ladies to this yoga retreat. Erica Mena and Amy Lucci, Lucy, Luciani, Yandy, and Bambi are the ones to arrive first. We get a sound bath. You know, you know what bothered me too? They do the sound bath, and I um only know about this maybe because of Janae Iko. Janae Iko, she was into these, like finding your rhythm and your value, whatever they're supposed yeah. to do. <clears throat> in the middle of this, Sierra walks in late. And, they, and then they show Erica Mena with her phone out. I'm like, y'all just can't be present. Like, you really got to put this on there? And then Sierra and Yandy weren't even accepting. They're like, what is this weird shit we doing? Like, what's going on here? I'm like, just relax, cool out. And then it always confused me because I do reality shows and I watch other people reality shows because yes. I feel like I've seen these sound baths and everything on every other like yeah. show. Yep. So then I wrote, that's it, because it was time for drinks. And the Gemini's got two drinks. And that's when Rashida arrives after the drinks. I'm like, what is going on? They discuss Sierra's confrontation with Scrappy, and Bambi claims Scrappy's family loves drama. Which she, I can't I can't deny it. They do. Then the ladies go to the next step, and that's when Yandy and Rashida go off to their on their own. Because I think they said you can do oxygen or you can do a stretch. And I think mm-hmm. they I can't remember who did what. Amy questions if they, if her standards are too high. The women disagree. Sierra talks about the gender reveal and how Safari was on some BS and being flirtatious. Jessica chimed in and said she did not flirt back with Safari, and Erica Mena is hesitant. Uh, even though she gives her the benefit of the doubt. Jessica says, listen, I'm very touchy-feely. Physical touch is my love language. We'll leave that there. Yandy has a one-on-one with Rashida, and this ep- this part was so edited so bad. Explains what Mendices is going through. We're talking about his past and how that affects their uh, his relationship with the mom and how Yandy's trying to be this stand-up, blah, blah. She just feels that the Mendices need an outlet, and she don't know what the outlet should be. Then Rashida brings up Kirk, acting the same, and then it gets edited and she throws Scrappy into it too. And I was, cause it looked like she was going to talk about the restaurant. And then they stop right there, even though next week we get the restaurant. So I don't know why they cut it where they did back to the ladies. Jessica said, I even brought up Nick Cannon 
So, you know, I wasn't trying to fuck this man if I was going to Did they just break up? Yo, here's the question. So she was like, I've kept that relationship private. She wants to move on. She is fragile. And she says, Nick does a good, Nick Hannah does a good job of saying nothing and makes her look like she's fixated on it. She wants to heal privately. Oh, I guess it's not at this part, but she did say she just had a miscarriage last year. And I'm like, wait, what? What is going on here? Wait, when did, who did, who got you pregnant? Was this a Nick thing? I thought y'all been broke up for a while. Cause this is, this is the part where it's like, like, what? When did all this? I'm confused. Yeah, so I guess that was like a mini break. So everybody, chop. This is where you can go get oxygen or you can go stretch. So Jessica tells the ladies they can pick whatever they want. Amy is loving ATL besides the man. Oh, this is yo. Shout out to Yandy for this. So she was like, I only want to do Amy says yeah. I want to do fifty fifty. I want ninety ten and Sierra yeah. right there or seventy five twenty five. And Yandy says it's unrealistic. That's not a relationship. That's a situation ship. You know, one day you're going to get 50-50, but some days you're going to have to give the 80 to the 20 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's right. Because you don't know what your partner is going through or if they're going to be able to give you everything. And plus, I get the luxury of being taken care of, but it's hard. If y'all think it's hard to just meet somebody who is on the level, it's even harder to meet somebody who's on the level willing to pay for everything and not bring that up in an argument. That is the hard mm-hmm. part because they show be like, you ain't going to tell me what to do. It's my money. Erica and Jessica get oxygen. Erica has been, and this is Minna. Bakes is not here. Erica has been working so much. She just finished a movie and she has a surgery coming up for fibroids. Jessica relates and speaks in her situation. Her, and I wrote her miscarriage was last year. That's when she brought it up. And then Erica is in her soft feminine woman era. And I'm like, no, you're not. You have been yelling at the top of your lungs and scrappy because like, safari is when, not here when has erica ever been a soft woman yes and then she tells jessica like yo you need to be careful because your sensualness can be you know deemed flirty i said she don't want your man and then she and then she do is gonna be fake as hell for this tv show nobody really yes, wants safari that like part. that i was like you, we're gonna see it next week on the, uh, in a couple of weeks of tomorrow the negative uh speaking of which did you see the commercials for uh, Miami and then Miami had a special too like the top 10 wildest moments I caught a little bit of that it wasn't that interesting I was surprised they had Jess Hilarious and the girl I forgot the other girl she was in the Boomerang BT show but they had Saucy Santana sit there but just from the little bit I watched of it the top 10 wildest moments you could tell these people don't watch the show a lot like Trina was just when this happened this happened all on I'm like God, if y'all don't watch it, why y'all want us to watch it? Y'all don't be paying attention to nothing that goes on. That part, can you watch your own show? <laughs> yes, that's all you got to do. Watch somebody's show. Like, y'all are a part of a thing. And, okay, I can't say that because I don't feel like all the housewives watch all the housewives. Just watch your shit. Just know your shit. To be like, oh, yeah, I remember when she did that. I remember when that happened. DC's meets with Judy to apologize. He never intended to hurt her. All right. Love and hip hop as well as other reality shows, especially from men have given me one of my pet peeves. And this might be my second one. The first pet peeve is whenever a dude messes up, they be like, I'm not perfect. And I don't know when that, what woman expects her partner to be per- perfect. So you don't have to mm-hmm. put that part. The second one is that wasn't my intentions. A lot of people throw this in here when they have hurt somebody, but I feel like if that person knows your character, they probably know it wasn't your intentions and that doesn't make anybody feel better. Like if I cheat on, on somebody and tell this person, it wasn't my intention to hurt you. She's like, well, 
That makes me feel a little bit better. No, she don't. She'll get fucked. <laughs> like, I don't know why y'all think y'all gonna get more points for saying, yo, I didn't mean to hurt you. Because it takes a vow person. You would think Bendisi would have to be an asshole to be like, I'm gonna get on this podcast and shit on my mom. That's not how he's ever came off. So yeah, I feel like exactly, you know, exactly. And Judy says well, it. She's like, so, like I knew that wasn't your purpose, you know, but she was hurt. And he said this was 20 years ago. And she understands he grew up rough and she wanted the best, but she had four kids. Where's Mendeecey's family at? Like, wh- how we have never seen this? We've seen all your big mamas. I ain't never seen your brother. Can we get deeper into that? Listen, <laughs> can we get a little bit deeper into that? From what you tell me, it do sound like Mendeecey's had a very inter- interesting show, but I guess, like, this ain't about him. Like, love him, it ain't about him. I wonder, though. But, can they? Why can, are they on the show? I, listen, we ain't seen Carly in about three weeks either. This is, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, how you gonna do this reunion? Because how much y'all got to talk about with a lot of these characters? I mean, I guess Carly and Spice, not Bobby, whatever. He brings up how he helped so many people in his hustling days, and he looked out for us. He was telling his mom, not just me. And he asked her, yo, if you need something, who you calling? She's like, you? He's like, yeah, I make sure you good. And I think that's so important, too, to be like, you or whoever can go on someplace and say how you feel. And that person understands like, oh, they're not criticizing me. They're criticizing that situation or that time right. in their life was hard. But they they fuck with me on for real because we hang out, blah, blah, And I don't think they're being fake. We we don't know each other. Well, he barely know themselves, but okay. Um, and I like that Mendeecey says, yo, if we don't talk about our past, we're not going to be able to heal from it. We can't just pretend like it never happened. Act like it never happened, right. All right, let's get to this video shoot. And I got thoughts and questions on this too. So this is a video shoot for Appreciate Me for a chaotic feature in Erica Banks. Now they are outside of some warehouse. It looked like y- y'all watch Marvel. <laughs> it be looking like where Marvel be having the bad guys be laid up at this warehouse. And normally I wouldn't say nothing because a lot of songs can be outside of a warehouse. But this got an island vibe, a little Afro beats. Wow. And I know Atlanta ain't got no beaches, but still. <laughs> like this little in this little two step dance they came up with was I mean all right whatever. y'all got a pool go make it a pool party you got to do something but maybe that's just one scene I should see if that video was actually out yet Erica Banks is featured she shows up and she admits they just scratching the surface a little bit he picked her up hugging her in the air or air fucking as Amy says as she walks up. He introduces Amy Luciano, Luciani, Luciani. God, that's not your real name because you that's an Italian Sicilian last name. What are we doing with this? Who Chaotic said was going to be the main video girl. You're right. You're right. He assured her she would be the only one in this video. But then Sierra shows up as well. And I guess she's going to be. You just make open promises, promises to everybody, <laughs> huh? Because what? I guess she was going to be in the video as well. But she's showing to be petty. She, um, he don't. She's like, he got the song called "Appreciate Me." It's supposed to be giving princess treatment. And God, I ain't never wanted to punch Sierra in the face. No, nah, if he was a real man, he'd have broke that issue up between me and Scrappy. And I wrote chaotic lie to all these women, like as if they weren't gonna. He should have staggered them. <laughs> he should have staggered like, yo, Erica Banks, shoot your your feature here, and then I'm gonna send you off on your way. Then Amy shows up, and then he did all that. So Sierra calls out his behavior for not interfering with her and Scrappy. And he said, listen, I did get in between both y'all. I told Scrappy to chill. But both of y'all was in each other's face. So, you know, 
What more can I do? Plus, I'm not your knight in shining armor. Now he says shiny armor, not shining, but y'all know it's chaotic. You know what he meant. What he meant. And Sierra says, "I'm gonna take." She took that disrespect. He was like, "Oh, so you basically saying since I'm not fucking you, I'm not gonna take up for you?" <laughs> he was like, "Listen, this all came down because you wasn't minding your own business. This has got nothing to do with you or Erica. This is um, Scrappy and Bambi situation. Stay out of it." Speaking of which. Next week, Erica Dixon finally shows up. Yes. I don't know what the purpose is. Now, I know Scrappy, oh, I didn't write this in the news. Scrappy threw a divorce party. He's back out in these streets party. He had a flyer and everything. But I don't get what the purpose of, let's shoot a scene with my baby mama, the mother of my child, shitting on my soon-to-be ex-wife parenting skills. We ain't got to talk about that. What did that do? We'll see next week what this scene was even about. But we never really had to talk about it. And then, then oh, then Keanu was like, I didn't hear Scrappy call you a bitch. Sierra's over. She leaves the shoot. And then Scrappy. I mean, but what if she he didn't hear it? Like, you can't assume that I heard that. It was a lot of yelling and noise and shit going on. You can't just assume that I heard that. Chaotic says, y'all must be attracted to me. Amy said, you air fuck this girl, so I'm out. Well, she didn't say it to him, but she was like, peace. And then Scrappy conveniently arrives after the mess. Chaotic pulls him to the side to catch him up on Sierra, giving him the business. And then Scrappy says, I ain't call her a bitch or push her. But they show us a clip of him shoving her hand away. He owns up to that. He also owns up to uh, speaking crazy to her. Probably was um, under the influence. I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. Chaotic reminds Scrappy that he a big dude. They be in the gym together and just sometimes how you position yourself could be intimidating. Miss Gravy said, listen, I ain't putting no pause on nobody, so I should be good to defend himself. Chaotic thinks that both of them owe each other an apology. There's so much energy being wasted because I'm going to keep it real with y'all. <laughs> if me and my wife are getting a divorce and everybody want to come at me sideways, I'm not exchanging no words with y'all. I'm like, look, that's fine. Whatever. If you believe everything she says, that's cool, but we ain't yelling. I'm not doing any of that. I'm walking away. But I'm not on reality yeah, TV right. and they're going to pay me for a scene. So I guess y'all got to do it. You got to turn it up a little bit. Just a wee bit. Before Spice arrives, Yandy and Rashida vent about running a restaurant. You ever have to unclog a toilet? You got to mop the... I'm like, golly. <laughs> and I don't know why. She said, let me show you the real side and not the, the glamour side mm-hmm. of things. Think it's sweet. I'm trying to figure out why Rashida on earth will be... Unless it was before opening. And you be like, oh, this toilet's clogged. Let me get to it. Because if y'all in the hustle or bustle, you got employees to do that. But maybe you don't. Y'all got a whole family. What happened to that whole family working there? Them kids is off the show this year. We ain't got none of them. <laughs> Everybody go. Yandy talks about Erica confronting Scrappy about Diamond being pregnant. And then Spice arrives and they ask her how she's doing. She tries to lie about her well-being, but it's written all over her face. And she tells them about the other hernia and says this was due to when they opened up her chest, they didn't sew it back closed. And I'm thinking, like, God, again, I want I got so many questions of why are you in the DR getting searched? Like, are we ever going to find the deets? Yeah. And she feels like she's going to die early. Both of them like, don't talk like that. Her daughter calls and she's like, yo, I'm just going to pick up the phone. Just tell her I call her back because I'm hanging out with y'all. 
And she opens up the phone to see her daughter's face is swollen. And Spice says, don't say less. I'm finna get on the plane. And then when she, she yeah, and then she walks off and she says, tell them to take her to a hospital. And then she breaks down and says, every day is something else. Here's my thing. Why your daughter didn't call you from a hospital? Who is with your daughter that gave you? Because <laughs> I get you're a child and you probably want to, but I got to go to the nearest adult to be like, yo, my eyes swollen or something's happening. Right. I mean, and then, it's like she was in the car probably on the way to the hospital. But then I'm like, do I want to tell you before it could, like what I'm saying is if we're on our way to the hospital and it was an allergic reaction and then they give us a Benadryl or whatever you got to give her and she fine, I'll call you afterwards and be like, hey, little Grace or whatever, Nicolette or whatever had a reaction. We got her to the hospital. She's doing fine. She want to talk to you now. Nicola Toy. Oh, Nicola Toy. It could have been Nicholas and Nicolette. That would have worked, but, or Nicole, period, (laughs) but. All right. Um, next time on Love Me Hip Hop Atlanta, Kirk needs Rashida to step up. Erica step Dixon. Step game up, sis. Erica Dixon shows up to say Bam, she ain't a fan of Bambi's parenting. Even though how much parenting did Bambi have to do with your oldest daughter? <laughs> right. Are you judging her on her own kids? No good way. You wouldn't want nobody to judge you on your kids? And then Amy calls out Renny Rucci. Listen, no disrespect to any one of you women. Y'all not there yet to be shitting on each other. Like <laughs> Netflix is about to do a woman in hip hop. And you got there's hip hop, yeah. And, there, and there's levels to this, right? They're not at the Coyle Ray level. They're not at the Flo Millie level. They're not at uh hell Erica, Yeah, Erica Banks level. Like there's there's levels to where yeah. the if it wasn't for this show, we would have heard of you. And for y'all to shit, well, not y'all, because really don't seem like she's doing it. She's just standing there taking it. Like, what are we doing here? Like, and Amy just act. And that's his thing too. And I get that there's a show. This is a show. People don't. People really underestimate acting ugly in public. Fam, that goes a long way. You are not Doja Cat who can shit on her fans and lose two hundred fifty thousand Instagram followers, but she had twenty five million, so it didn't matter. Right, <laughs> you are trying to build yourself up. It's Amy. Just it seems as if, and I'm not saying Amy wrong and feeling how she's feeling, but I feel like like where you get your information from, or like she jumped the gun real hard. Yeah, like the way she kind of been dealing with Erica Banks, it's been a thing. Like what? It listen again. The same way I would I wouldn't argue with anybody other than the person I'm in a relationship with over the over relationship stuff. The way that they feel about chaotic and he neither one of their mans. <laughs> like, that what? part, <laughs> but it specifically hurt to me. Like to me, I feel like Erica Banks is just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, we get to know each other, we going with the flow, it's whatever. It doesn't seem so serious to her, but yeah. like to to Amy, this seems like a thing. And I'm like, y'all must have been really fucking with each other because you feel a ways, and the fact that you coming at erica about it to me is wild because when erica didn't know you're not saying y'all was an item currently i am working on being an item and y'all weren't friends and y'all are not friends yeah i don't owe you nothing if you're gonna check somebody you should be checking chaotic exactly she has like this misguided anger towards her i feel like all right so i stumbled across a review for frost bistro and bar and this is a newer review Uh oh yeah um since they become a brunch spot yes 
Yes. So okay. in this very short, it says at first, glance, this is from DeMarco Williams. I don't know what publication it was from. I'll check that later. At first glance, this Peter Street restaurant feels like all the other Peter Street restaurants. Security restaurant. at the door, Jodeci in the speakers, and a full marble on the tables. In full marble, not in the love and hip hop Atlanta's Rashida and Kirk Frost try to elevate their breakfast bistro with a courtyard and cabanas, but they're also serving oxtails with plastic cutlery. So the messaging gets lost. To their credit, though, familiar items like lobster and salmon are done with fun twists. The latter comes as tasty fried balls or blackened in the delicious sandwich filled with turkey bacon, oozing cheese, and accompanied by roasted potatoes. Once your waitstaff sits down your plate, don't be shocked if they t- if they take a hookah break in the booth behind you. And that was it. The plastic forks with the oxtails. Yeah. I'm like, how are we? I feel like I'm not allowed to eat oxtail with a plastic fork. <laughs> Let me see if I can find. At a bistro. Uh, what's this website called? Uh, Infatuation Cities. And they. They got two dollar signs, so it's not that expensive. Two eighty one Peter Street, Southwest Castleberry Hill. There we go. I mean, it, he gave you the good and the bad. He gave it. Oh, sorry, he gave it a seven point zero. I guess that's out of ten, so that's pretty good, right? That's not bad. Would you visit? And if you would, what you what yes. you trying out? You trying to act oxtails out, or you want the fried lobster balls? Or I don't know. I look at that menu, uh, but I would check them out. All right, I would too. All right. That's the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can tweet me at one and only can tweet Shell. And sexy Shell, you follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snapchat. I'm is with disease Shell. And if anybody been to Frost Beatro, let us know. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, check it out the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Support on the Patreon. Until next time, guys, I say peace, she says. Bye.